Hello everybody, how are you? I'm alright, it's another late one, but um, it's been a long day um, at school, so it's alright, it doesn't matter. Just having a look for Barry, Barry's not up there. I did give where he lives a bit of a whack, so he might have moved, he won't have moved, but he might have moved, don't know. Anyway, what am I kicking? Oh, it's nothing. Okay, so, where are we? I hope you're okay. It's a bit of nicer weather, wasn't it, today? Um, which is good. I'm enjoying the nicer weather. And I went into school and that was really nice. Um, and I saw everybody. I saw Daisy. That was really lovely. Um, just lifting my legs off the chair. Um, so that's really cool. Um, and I saw Ryan and Tom and Marley and the lovely Lewis. Yeah. And I saw Harley as well. Um, uh, although he didn't say hello to me. Uh, so, yeah. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, all is good. And I saw my year tens today. Who did I see today? I saw, oh, I'm gonna forget everybody, Rebecca, and I saw Armin and Bethany, and I saw Ethan, whose sister I used to teach back in the day. Apparently, now she's got three, three children. Oh my lordy lordy, how old am I? Very old is the answer. And did I say Rebecca? I think I said Rebecca. And a Brazil. I saw a Brazil. Um, I think I saw Emily rather than Amelia. I get confused. And then I saw. Abigail, was it Abigail? I think it was Abigail. And Bethany. I think that's who I saw. But they, you know, if you're listening, then you can tell me if I got that wrong. Yes. Um, yeah, that's who I saw today. And then I saw the lovely Miss Mrs. Houston. Yeah, I love that woman. She's just a legend. An absolute legend. Yeah. Um, at school, yeah, everything's pretty um, quiet, in need of students, I would say. Um, yeah, so there, that's what I did. I saw those, I saw those people. That's what I did. Okay, and then did some work, came home, made food. I say often make food, I make food on a Friday. Um, yes, so... Today we're doing sonnet 104. So let's look at it. Uh, to me, fair friend, you can. No, let's start again. To me, fair friend, you never can be old, for as you were when first your eye, I eyed, such seems your beauty still. Three winters cold have from the forest shook three summers' pride. 
three beauteous springs to yellow autumns turned in process of the season have i seen three april's perfumes in three hot dunes burned since first i saw you fresh which yet are green ah yet doth beauty like a dial hand steal from his figure and no pace perceived so your sweet hue which methinks doth still doth stand has motion and mine eye may be deceived for fear of which hear this thou age unbred ere you were born was beauteous summer dead so glad to know that this is not a um apology i haven't written about you um excuse sonnet so we're pleased about that okay so to me fair friend you can never be old for as you were when first your eye i eyed such seems your beauty still you'll never be old to me beautiful friend for your beauty seems just the same as it was when i first saw your lovely eyes Mm-hmm. Three winters cold have from the forest shook three summers pride. Since then, three cold winters have stripped the leaves of three proud summers. Three beauty- beauteous springs to yellow autumns turned in process of the seasons have I seen. Three beauteous beautiful springs have turned to three yellow autumns in all the course of the seasons three april perfumes in three hot dunes burned since first first i saw you fresh which yet are green um but but um three aprils full of perfumed flowers have all burned up into three hot dunes since the first day i saw you in your freshness and you're still fresh and green ah yet does beauty like a dial hand steal from his figure and no pace perceived ah but beauty like the hand of a clock creeps away from the person it's attached to so slowly no one can see it um so sweet so your sweet you which methinks still doth um stand hath motion and my mine eye may be deceived um da, 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 da. Um in this uh yeah in the same way your sweet beauty which seems to be standing still is actually changing and my eye may be deceived 
um, for fear of which hear this thou age unbred ere you were born was beauty's summer dead um yes so um in the same way your sweet beauty which seems to be standing still is actually changing and my eye may be deceived in case it is hear this future generations before you were born the greatest greatest example of beauty was already dead thou age on bread okay um yes okay so this tells us how long exactly uh shakespeare and the fair youth have known each other and have been seeing each other you know a bit sort of on and offy but how long they have they have known each other so their kind of relationship has gone on for three years three winters cold have from the forest shook three summers pride um and now shakespeare you know although he's able to confront that time is moving on and that uh that that time is aging the fair youth's face um you know and yet doth beauty like a dial hand steal from his figure you know um It, you know, he and no pace perceived. So your sweet hue, which me think doth stand, hath motion, and my and mine eye may be, be deceived. Is attached so slowly. So he's saying, you know, um, you are still fresh and green eye, but beauty like the hand of a clock creeps away from the person it is attached to so slowly no one can see it um you are still fresh you are still green but beauty is you know slowly um leaving you so slowly that nobody can really perceive it but it is leaving but it is leaving. Um, and so in this case, he, hear this, you know, the future generations before you were born, um, the greatest example of beauty was here before you. There was, there is nothing um, that will ever be um, that there is nothing that will ever match the beauty of the fair youth. Okay. Um, so, you know, once again, he, he is talking about the immortality of the fair youth. Ere you were born was beauty's summer dead. 
I think this is, I like this. I do like this. Um, one because it's a is a different. Uh, it's a difference to the you know the muse thing and the excuse thing. But I kind of like this because it's um, it's sort of recognizing that they have known each other for quite a while. Um, and it seems like um, that they've they've sort of there's a reckoning to each other that there's a, a friendliness to each other. Um, and I really like the the use of the um, of nature. So you've got three winters cold have from the forest shook three summers pride. So you've got that sort of change from winters into summers. Um, so I, I really like the, the passage of time seen through the, through the change of the seasons. Um, and so we can really kind of see in our mind's eye how, like, for example, um, a tree would change from winter. If you think about how the leaves would change, how they would go from green um, and they would um, age, like they would go um, from green and they would go to like an orangey colour and then they would drop off and then they would have new buds um they would grow they would grow and then they would go green again you know um and then they would drop off and if that's you know that kind of cycle like having three of those cycles and that gives you a proper um thought process about you know just how long um this time is um and I, I kind of, I, re, I really like that um, sort of passage of time. That that nature, that that um, that that um, building up of a picture in my eye, in my mind's eye, um, and making it. Uh, kind of balance that out with the, their relationship what that does you know that kind of since and then he, he kind of marries it to since I first saw you fresh which yet are green so he kind of makes that to um to, to relevant to the fresh and green um to the you know to, to that so they are sort of nature fresh and green being nature quotes not quotes words um so i really like it i like it like it like it yes i do i like that one yeah um yeah hooray hooray um i approve now um ted hughes i did say that i would um give you a ted hughes poem um because yes because of the kate tempest um poem yesterday which i really liked i hope you really like that too um because she won the ted hughes award if you remember um so um 
I'm always a bit conflicted about Ted Hughes. Um, obviously, he was married to Sylvia Plath. He, you know, he, he's a very well-respected poet. Um, but just a ghastly bloke, really. Um, he was born Edward James Hughes, 17th August 1930, 28, and died the 28th of October 1998. English poet, translator and children's writer. He's frequently ranked um, as one of the best poets of his generation and one of the 20th century's greatest writers. He was appointed Poet Laureate in 1984 and he held the office until his death. Um, And the Times ranked Hughes one fourth on their list of the 50th greatest British writers since 1945. So he was was married to the American poet Sylvia Sylvia Plath, um, who from, yeah, from 1956 until her death by suicide, if you remember. Um, she killed herself. No, that is not me. That was a train. Um, death by suicide. If She killed herself by um, sort of setting off the gas in her kitchen. Um, by In her cooker. Um, and sort of gassing herself to death. Not very nice. Um, but he'd been sort of having affairs and stuff like that. Um, very sad, very, very sad. But she died at, um, in 1963 at the age of 30. And some, had, you know, some people who really liked Plath and critics of him blamed him for her death, which is, you know, very difficult. Can you ever really blame somebody else for the suicide for some someone? But... They did that after the revelation of letters, you know, these letters appeared, written by Plath, um, which mentioned that Hughes, Ted Hughes, had had, had um, um, beaten her um, two days before she had lost a baby in 1961. And apparently he regularly told her that he'd he wanted her to die so you know this is what I mean not a pleasant guy um but also you know in his last poetic work his he wrote um this like sort of um collection called birthday letters um and that kind of explored their relationship and you know people were kind of talking about whether or not he should be he should be making money out of it and writing around uh, writing about it um but but however you know his his, it's difficult isn't it because his work is really good he wrote this fantastic book that that my children love um called the iron giant um, I don't know if you've ever ever read it, but it's lovely and fantastic. It's got a fantastic message. Um, so it's whether, or, you know, you have to kind of see whether or not you can look at the work individually 
um, and see past the man. Um, uh, you, you, you just have to make an individual choice on that, I guess. So, um, I've got a poem for you here called The Thought Fox. Okay. And this is, you know, roughly to do with um, my foxes, but also um, it's to do with um, having that kind of writer's block type thing and not knowing what to write. Okay, the thought fox. I imagine this midnight moment's forest. Something else is alive beside the clock's loneliness and this blank page where my fingers move. Through the window, I see no star, something more near. Though deeper within darkness is entering the loneliness cold delicately as the dark snow a fox's nose touches twig leaf two eyes serve a movement that now and again now and again now and now sets neat's prints into the snow between trees and warily a lame shadow lags by stump and in hollow of a body that is bold to come. Across clearings an eye, a widening, deepening greenness, brilliantly concentratedly coming about its own business till with a sudden sudden sharp hot stink of a fox it enters the dark hole of the head the window is starless still the clock ticks page is printed. They go, and and it's literally, you can hear um, through this poem, him just creating this fox for you. And you can hear him saying, um, 
haven't got anything, you know, and, and this pe- blank page where my fingers move. And then he, he explains it, he explains everything. Um, and then <gasps> the page is printed because he's got something. He's written, he's given you this description about this fox and moving through the snow and, you know, this fox um, trundling around and sniffing about and being a fox, being, you know, doing all that foxy stuff. And then that's his poem. It's clever, isn't it? It is really clever. So, which is quite a lot of what Shakespeare does when he says, you know, oh, muse, you haven't, you know, you're not giving me anything to write about because my um, fair youth has has taken everything because he's so beautiful and there's nothing left for me to write because he's so beautiful. You know, he's doing exactly the same kind of thing. Um, But there you go. That is the whole... Um, business of writing, I suppose. Um, what do I know? I'm a drama teacher. Um, so, but it's that creating of a story, isn't it? That sets neat prints into the snow. That's brilliant. Just that line. You can see that, can't you? Those, you can just see those little foxy prints in the snow between those trees and stuff. You can see it, just that line, just those words. I can see that in my mind's eye. That creates a whole wintry scene for you. Very clever, very, very clever. So, anyway. Right, guys. Um, I hope you're okay. I want you to stay in. Um, apart from when you're out and about um, doing your exercise. Um, and I want you to stay well. You know, it's, um, it's still important to stay separate. And I want you to stay gorgeous. speak to you tomorrow 105 tomorrow so yeah take care bye bye